Hello, 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 Power Kids, and welcome to another Power Kid podcast. Guys, every episode, it is my privilege, honor, and joy to bring you great conversations with great people from all over the world making great things for kids. I could not be more excited about my show today. I have on the line Pat Linden. Pat Linden is TMNT expert extraordinaire. Let me introduce you to him. He has been involved with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles since 1998. And through many iterations of the characters, he was there when four kids developed TV with Mirage Studios and later when Nickelodeon purchased the IP in 2011. He is now delivering the new generation of Ninja Turtles with the upcoming movie Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Co-written by Seth Rogen, starring Rose Byrne, Jackie Chan, John Cena, Paul Rudd, Ice Cube, and many more. Guys, welcome VP of Marketing for Playmates, Pat Linden. Pat, welcome to the show. Hi, guys. Thank you for having me. Um, it's quite an honor to be a part of your show and uh, look forward to our conversation. Well, and, and listen to that list of names. And you were the headliner on that. We're talking about Rose Byrne, Jackie Chan, John Cena, Paul Rudd, uh, Ice Cube. You came first in that list. So well yeah. done, Pat. <laughs> definitely, definitely not warranted, but I truly do appreciate it. And uh, great to be part of great company like that. That's it. Well, exciting things coming down the pipe. We, we are planning on releasing this episode right before the movie comes out. But I want to do a little step back in history, as I always do. How did you come to be a part of the toy industry? Well, I kind of fell into it. I graduated from college in 1993, attending the University of Northern Iowa. And, you know, when I graduated, just like a lot of people, I was looking for a job. And luckily, I had a friend who had a cousin who worked at the Ertl Company in Dyersville, Iowa, and they were looking for a customer service rep. And the position required a college degree. And I'm like, yeah, uh, I don't have any better offers. And put my resume in, uh, went through the interviewing process and got hired at Ertl in 1993 as a customer service rep. Um, from there, uh, you know, as things happen, a position opened in marketing in the farm toy division. And I don't know if your listeners are familiar with Ertl, but they're big into diecasts and specifically diecast farm toys, working with a lot of the uh, OEMs like John Deere, Ford New Holland, Case IH, and those companies. And then, uh, <clears throat> yeah, starting customer service and then the position opened in marketing. And actually at the time I was in charge of working on all the catalogs for the OEM manufacturers did that for about a year, and then a position opened in what we call promotional toys at the time, and uh, interviewed for that and got that position as well. So I stayed at the Ertl Company for about five years, and then through a headhunter, uh, made my way out to Southern California, working with Playmates, and have been here since uh, 1998. So I've had quite the run here at Playmates. Uh, that's it. Now, now, Dyersville, Iowa is really a, a, a hub of the toy industry. I, I'm totally kidding. Um, that, <laughs> your story is a lot like mine where you're in middle America and you and you fall into the toy industry. Uh, is that something that you 
wanted to do when you when you got the job? Were you excited about being involved in the toy industry? And of course, Ertl is just this classic brand. We 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 all know and love these farm toys, very durable die cast, uh, realistic models of of trucks and tractors and, and all kinds of awesome machinery. Um, yeah, take me back to that time. Um, here you are in Iowa, but you're in the toy industry. It's pretty exciting. Uh, yeah, I mean, look at I obviously cut my teeth there, and it was exciting. I, you know, I didn't really have any idea, any plans to be in the toy industry. I, you know, it wasn't really on my wish list. But uh, once you get in, it's it's kind of hard to leave. It's fun. It's fast paced. It's always evolving. And let's face it, I mean, if you can't have fun working on toys, then, uh, uh, you know, you have some issues, I think. That's right. You're in the wrong business, right? (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But, you know, like I said, it's, uh, you know, got my foot in the door and I'm very thankful for that and very thankful for Playmates as well, because I've been here for what will be 25 years this August. And, uh, you know, it's been quite the run. That is fantastic. Now, before we get into TMNT, what other products were you involved with at Playmates? I know Playmates traditionally, um, before Ninja Turtles, had been heavy into preschool, into dolls and those type of things. Um, What other products were you involved with at Playmates? Yeah, the first brand that I worked on at Playmates was really Star Trek um, back in the day. And that was when Next Generation was really, really popular. You had Deep Space Nine as well. And, um, you know, a lot of fun to work on that. It's another property that has quite the history. Um, from there, uh, worked on Jackie Chan Adventures, believe it or not. There was a Jackie Chan cartoon back in the day that was produced by Sony. Did some work on that. Did a, a lot of work on Simpsons as well which was a lot of fun. And we produced a lot of a ton of different action figures based on the Simpsons property, as well as play sets, Um, did some vehicles as well called speedies, which were miniature vehicles that had uh, a die cast ball in them that helped them roll. Uh, More recently worked on a Billy Eilish fashion doll as well. So have a pretty well-grounded toy career, I think, in terms of all the different products that I've worked on from action figures to dolls to vehicles. And you're coming full circle with your Jackie Chan background because Jackie Chan is in the new movie, right? (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Definitely. A couple of times. Yes, definitely. And, you know, obviously Jackie Chan, uh, world-renowned and uh, a great actor and, you know, a, a great, great connection with, uh, you know, his voice being of Splinter. That's right. That's right. So when you came into Playmates, uh, I, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, but this was during the four kids era where four kids was managing the TV. Um, I know that the 80s cartoon was a little softer than maybe the creators, uh, Peter Laird and Kevin Eastman would have preferred, uh, but it, it took off. Hey, no, you know, nobody's, uh, complaining maybe except, for, <laughs> except for them. We all loved it. I, I remember kids just, we all just gravitated to these pizza loving sewer dwelling Ninja Turtles, right? This was, this was awesome. Um, but that four kids era, I feel like that got more back towards the original intent, a little darker, a little, little grittier, um, a little more action. Um, take, take me through that, that contrast. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, when four kids, the TV show that they were developing was really more in line with Peter's vision. Peter wanted a darker, edgier 
uh, TV show that portrayed the turtles closer to the original comic book. And I, you know, obviously I think four kids delivered that. Um, and yeah, it was very popular. Uh, you know, the only downside, I guess, was four kids only had one channel on the, what was called the Fox box on Saturday mornings. Right. So, you know, it probably didn't get the eyeballs that obviously the Nickelodeon show did being on daily, but at the same time, it was a lot of fun to work on and it was still very popular with the fans. And I think that, you know, talks to the strength of the property and the popularity of Ninja Turtles even today. Well, and, and there have been so many iterations th- through time. We look back at the different shapes and sizes and how the turtles have have evolved over time. And, and we're going to talk about the new figures and how they uh, they hearken back to the early figures, which I think is great for collectors. But they also bring a new aesthetic and a new very, very teenage personality to the turtles, which is which is very up to date. Um, and, and so I want to want to talk about when you iterate a new turtle line. Where do you start that that sheet uh, is is that new sheet is blank, but you have this history uh, of all the background turtles. But when you sit down and try to create something new and different and bring turtles up to date for the next generation, what are some of the first conversations you have with the Playmates team, maybe with Nickelodeon? What are you talking about? Well, I think it really first starts with the personality of the turtles, right, in terms of you know, they have very distinct personalities and they had that since the original comic book. So, you know, I don't think you want to mess with the turtles personalities because, you know, as a consumer, I think everybody can relate to the turtles in one way, shape or form. And that I think it starts with their personalities, you know, Michelangelo being the jokester, Raphael being the strong, the hothead, Leo being the leader and Donatello being the smart inventor type. And I think everybody can relate to that in one way, shape, or form. So I think it all starts there in terms of body types, you know, from a toy perspective. Uh, you know, we want them to look heroic. They, we want them to look strong, um, you know, somewhat muscle-bound, I guess, to a degree. But at the same time, you don't want to overdo it either. So it's kind of a fine balance of, you know, what they should look like, I guess. Yeah. Early iterations, uh, you know, the original sketches, very muscular, very big uh, fighters, kind of classic comic book uh, style bodies, which makes sense, created by comic book illustrators. As we've gone on, uh, we've uh, we've got more of a svelte look for the for the turtles, except for Raph. Now, Raph has gotten bigger over over the years. Uh, He has grown in in stature and size. I think in one iteration, he might have even been a snapping turtle. Uh, He was very, very big. At what point in the conversation are you talking about animation style and how you're going to bring a new animation style into physical plastic? Um, what's the relationship like between Playmates and, and Nickelodeon in those conversations? Look, at it. it's a very good relationship that we have with Nickelodeon. And, you know, look, at they're going to develop the TV show that works for them from a toy standpoint. Um, you know, it's, it's always a compromise, right, in terms of, you know, from a toy standpoint, we know what we want the turtles to look like. And maybe they're not going to look 100 percent like the TV show, but they're going to have a lot of features that harken back to the look of the TV show. And it's really uh, it's kind of a compromise going back and forth in terms of the look of the toy versus how it appears in the TV show or the movie. And, you know, it's, it's a bit of a compromise. But at the end of the day, you know, I think it 
you know, whatever look the toy renders can definitely harken back and uh, look like the, you know, the figure or the character in the movie or TV show. Well, these toys look absolutely fantastic. So I've got a set here that you were kind enough to send. Um, Some of the things that I just really love about the new iteration, the packaging, um, again, harkens back to classic Ninja Turtle artwork. You've got this brick pattern in in the back. They're busting through. Some of the bricks are falling off. It's very beautiful. And then awesome character art. Um, we get the accessory sprue inside. Now, this was, again, classic from the 1980s line where you would get the main weapons, but then you would also get an accessory sprue that you got to punch out and uh, ninja stars and canisters of ooze and extra weapons that come with that. So very excited about that. And then my favorite addition um, is the little uh, turtles that come with these in their specific uh, Ninja Turtle colors. Tell me about this iteration of toy. You know, what are some of the items that you were excited about? Because there are a lot of vehicles and play sets and accessories uh, with this new launch. Yeah, obviously, we're very excited about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. And in terms of the look of the characters, yeah, I mean, that was something that, uh, you know, Seth Rogen and his team at Point Grey uh, had a vision for what these turtles were going to look like. And obviously, they're based on them being teenagers versus, you know, more grown-up turtles, I guess. So their body types are a little different compared to um, the turtles that you've seen in the past. But at the same time, from a toy standpoint, you know, we wanted to make them look a little more heroic. So we did bulk them up a little bit. But at the same time, I think they look very, very close to how they appear in the movie itself. Um, And in terms of the accessories, you know, our goal here especially when it comes to the basic figures, was to be able to price these at at $10 or less. And, you know, obviously we accomplished that. They're being sold for $9.99 at all the major retailers. But at the same time, we wanted to make sure that uh, you have an action figure, you need accessories to play with the action figures. And yeah, the turtles come with their iconic weapons, but they also come with that extra sprue piece the um, extra accessories that do harken back to the original series. And you kind of touched on that in terms of the packaging. And that's one great thing about the look of Mutant Mayhem. It definitely harkens back to the original look of the Turtles back in the uh, 80s and 90s from the packaging to the look of the, the Turtles themselves. And, you know, very excited about that as well. In terms of product in the line, yeah, we have a, a full line of Mutant Mayhem toys from action figures to different vehicles to role play as well as the playset. But the one item that I'm really excited about is the what we call the Pizza Fire Van that is the Turtles group vehicle that again harkens back to the original party van but really incorporates two features um, <clears throat> of our best-selling vehicles. That being the original party van in terms of the look but then it has a pizza thrower incorporated in it as well, which the standalone pizza thrower back in the day was probably our second best-selling vehicle behind the original party van. So really, you, you get a two-for-one in terms of a great-looking vehicle as well as that pizza-throwing feature on top of it. 
Yeah, and it really is just super interactive. So you, you push the pizza on the top. Once the door opens, you push it twice. The pizza thrower, this big blue uh, block of artillery, slides out of the pizza, uh, out, out of the, I want to call it the party wagon, the pizza pizza fire van, and uh, and just launches these pizzas. And, and that's a really interesting uh, breakdown, Pat. You said you had two really good sellers uh, in the past line, and you've combined them here. So, so well done. Two, two great things that taste great together. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> good yeah. stuff. And I'm so glad that you brought up uh, about the $10 price point, because it does seem, uh, it's at least since COVID, probably before then, that action figure prices have just been going up and up and up. And here you have delivered a beautiful four inch figure that does not lack on articulation. It does not lack on accessories. It doesn't lack on anything. And it's a $10 price point. And, and I'm really happy about that. I know customers will be very happy about that. Um, were there any challenges in, in getting there? I, I know in the environment that we're in right now, plastic prices, manufacturing prices, even freight prices, right? All going up, but you did it. And, and congratulations for doing it. Um, any any behind the scenes that you can share on on how you did it? No, look at, I mean, in our minds, it had to be done, obviously, you know, with inflation and everything, uh, you know, a dollar doesn't go as far as it used to. And when you look at Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, it definitely starts with the action figures and the action figures kind of set the table for all the other play patterns, whether it's vehicle or play sets. But obviously without the, without having an action figure, the vehicle isn't as much fun. And without having the action figure, the play sets aren't as much fun either. So we had to make the, the, the figures affordable, very collectible, uh, something that a kid who gets allowance is able to take that allowance and go out and purchase multiple action figures. And obviously Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is an action figure character heavy line. And, you know, the line that we're doing, yeah, we have tons of characters um, in the line as well. And definitely wanted to make those affordable for the kids because, like I said, it does set the table for the rest of the, uh, the play pattern. Perfect. I've also seen retro figures on the peg with this new launch. Uh, tell me about going back in history. Uh, are you finding those old tools? Are you having to retool? Um, yeah. And, and, and more to come, I, I would assume. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, it's been a, a great surprise in terms of, you know, the classic figures, as we call them. And Luckily, we had a number of the tools that were still available. So a lot of these figures are being run off the original tools from the 80s and 90s. In some cases, you know, we had to retool different parts, different pieces, and in some cases, retool an entire action figure. But, um, you know, there's a, a lot of turtle fans out there that played with turtles back in the 80s and 90s that are now parents today that have kids and, you know, hopefully they're going to influence their kids to go see the movie. And, uh, you know, the kids are going to purchase the toys based on mutant mayhem, but at the same time, you know, the adults may purchase, you know, a classic turtle uh, just to align with the toys that they played with back in the day as well. That's it. And, and let's so let's talk about the movie. So I want to go back in history. Uh, 1990s uh, live action movie it made over two hundred million dollars worldwide. Um, I remember the great Pizza Hut promotions that came with that. It was just a fantastic smash hit movie. Uh, I think the second one starred Vanilla Ice, which was a name I didn't see up here 
in, in the credits for this movie. Maybe there's a surprise <laughs> in, in Mutant Mayhem. We can bring Vanilla Ice back. I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> we've got a 2007 uh, TMNT animated movie, which is great. 2014 Michael Bay's, you know, action uh, Ninja Turtles. Um, so you have been able to view this new movie. You said you did it yesterday. Yes. Uh, no spoilers, obviously, but what can you tell us? Why are you excited about it? And, and what's going to bring people to the theater? No, look at that. It's a, a great movie. Um, and look at credit to Seth Rogen and his team at Point Grey, Jeff Rowe, the director. Uh, and, you know, they wanted the turtles to be teenagers. And that's something that's never been done before. And I think it comes across very, very well. The voice talent for the Turtles, they do a great, great job. And I think they recorded them all together. So you kind of get that teenage banter back and forth, which is awesome. Then you mentioned some of the ancillary characters uh, like Superfly, Bebop, and Rocksteady. Some of those characters that were part of the 80s and 90s Turtle Show, Ray Filet, uh, Leatherhead and the voice talent that they pick for them is awesome as well. But you know what really struck me is the story that they tell. It is an origin story, so it goes, harkens back to the very beginning. Obviously, the turtles being teenagers and they're trying to you know get their feet under them in terms of living in today's world and dealing with humans and being stuck in the sewers and. Uh, you know, it's, it's a great story and it combines a, a lot of action, a lot of humor. And I think the, uh, you know, the lifelong turtle fans are going to love the story and the kids are going to love the story as well, because I think there's something in this movie for everybody that everybody will appreciate. And the best part about it is it tells a great story. And um, I'll leave it at that. No, I think it's great. There is humor just built into the brand. When when Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird first uh, sketched the Ninja Turtles, it was a joke. They were kind of bantering back and forth visually saying, ha, this is a, this is funny. This is a turtle who's a ninja. And it just snowballed from there. But but, you know, the whole the, the first pencil sketch uh, was a joke. The, the, the artist had a smile on his face and he was thinking how funny this was. And I think that's something that has remained true through all the iterations of, of the Ninja Turtles, especially in the form of Michelangelo. But there is a humor just inherent in the whole kind of ridiculous situation of uh, of turtles mutating into teenagers and becoming ninjas. We all kind of smile. And I remember in the 80s, you know, first being introduced to Ninja Turtles. I can I can tell you the first figure I saw where I saw it, uh, it. I was at Olive Garden and I looked across the restaurant and there was a little kid playing there. And I was about the same age. We were probably you know, 10, 10, 11 years old. And I looked across and he had a Raphael action figure and he was playing with it. And immediately I was drawn to that figure. And I said, I don't know what that is, but I will own it. And, and I, I will, I will enjoy that, that brand. I'll get into it. And, and certainly that, that happened. Uh, tell me about the humor and the nostalgia that are just inherent in the Ninja Turtle brand. And, and, and feel free to share any stories that, that you have about, you know, endearing yourself to the Ninja Turtles. No, look at, I mean, just the name itself is kind of comical, right? I mean, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, obviously, a turtle itself, the creature is slow, it's cumbersome. Um, so that alone is kind of funny, right? And then you throw on top of it the fact that they mutate into 
ninja turtles who are fast, cunning, aggressive, uh, and and can fight. And uh, you know, it's uh, two opposites, I guess, that you're bringing together to uh, create unique looking characters that tell a, a very funny and unique story. And, you know, I don't, there's nothing like it, I don't think. And that's why I think that it appeals to kids so much. And then you throw on top of it, the turtles personalities that I think, uh, you know, probably 90 to hundred percent of the kids can relate to one of the turtles in one way, shape or form. Right. So they see similarities there and, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's one of those brands that just uh, is, you know, kids find endearing, parents love it as well. And it's, um, you know, obviously still very popular today. Well, and then visually, they're so versatile. So there's been, uh, you know, they've gone back in time and, and interacted with dinosaurs. There have been monster turtles. There there have been troll turtles, for crying out loud. Pat, do you do you have a favorite iteration of, of the Ninja Turtles just visually? You know, Probably the the 2012 series is probably my favorite series of Ninja Turtles. They, you know, obviously Nickelodeon did it. The uh, producer director Cyril Neely had a great vision, and you know the 2012 series kind of harkened back to the original series as well. Um, but like you said, you know, there's been Troll Turtles, there's been WWE Turtles, and that was <laughs> right. Really, one of my favorites to work on. You know, two great brands, two great properties, WWE, and combining that with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is always fun. And I I think the product that we produced was a lot of fun. And, you know, I think we did a a John Cena, The Rock, uh, Undertaker as well, Ultimate Warrior, you know, being able to apply all these different themes to Turtles and it working and, you know, fans and collectors and kids finding them appealing, you know, that's, that's just plain fun. Absolutely. Well, well, Pat, how can people reach out, find out more about the toys and then get themselves to theaters and and watch this movie? Uh, August 2nd, it's releasing. Very excited about that. How would you like people to reach out and connect and find out more? Yeah, um, you know, we're in the process of rebuilding our website that features the Mutant Mayhem toys at www.playmatestoys.com. Obviously, the movie breaks on August 2nd. Um, I hope everybody goes out and sees it. It's a great movie. It's a lot of fun. And it's a movie for all ages from, you know, the the five and six-year-olds all the way up to the adults that played with Ninja Turtles back in the day. I think everybody will enjoy the movie and relate to the movie in some way. Absolutely. Well, Pat, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for your years in the toy industry and what you've created along the way. Maybe at some point we'll see an Ertl uh, tractor farm supply Ninja Turtle mashup. Um, I would love to see the, the party wagon, pizza fire van in tractor form, personally. Uh, that's just me. <laughs> no, in this business, you never know. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Pat, this has been a blast. Thanks for coming on and, and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the Power Kid Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. Leave five stars and a written review as this helps us connect with more listeners just like you. Once you're subscribed, you'll be able to check out the other shows from Adventure Media and Events. And a big thank you to them. They are the publishers of the Toy Book, the Toy Insider, and the Pop Insider. We've got you covered on all toy industry news and events. 
This show is produced by Power Kid Design and Development. We are a full-service toy and game development studio serving the industry for more than 20 years. We provide illustration, branding, packaging, sculpting, prototyping, consulting, and much more. Check out PowerKidDesign.com or email me at phil at PowerKidDesign.com. Now go out and make something great. And remember, you are creative because you were created. God bless, and I'll see you next episode. We have a very important mission for tonight. We must use stealth and cunning to infiltrate the human world and retrieve Go-Gurt. Okay, Batman. Dude, what? I'm just trying to hype you guys up. Let's go! From Seth Rogen comes a movie that crushes for absolutely every age. Insane. All right, tell me more. It's effortlessly cool and visually stunning. It's the most fun you'll have at the movies this year. That seems very dangerous. You eat danger for breakfast. Actually, I eat pizza with bits of waffles on it. With the funniest cast ever assembled. Surprise! Yes, bro. Oh, get it. Oh, man. You can't stop us. Lock and look. We're the only ones who can do this. I'm awesome. We're brothers. We fight together. We're just getting started. Yeah, she sounded like a leader. I do? Oh, I do! Oh, I sound like such a leader. And you ruined it. Ninja Turtles. Remember, don't let any human see you. Hey! Exclusively in movie theaters, August 2nd. Get your tickets now.